0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, April 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois' governor says the state could be at a turning point in stopping the spread of the coronavirus. JB Pritzker says 43 deaths were reported yesterday, the lowest number in six days. He also says the percentage of those testing positive has stayed about the same, even as testing has increased. A testing site is opening in East St. Louis. The location at Windsor Health Center will be one of three testing sites in the Metro East that will offer up to 470 swabs per day starting this week. It's a partnership with the Southern Illinois Healthcare Foundation system. The St. Louis area could be in for a spike in the next couple of weeks. St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force Incident Commander Dr. Alex Garza says at this point the area's major hospital systems are okay in handling the number of cases considering their current capacity. Missouri's Secretary of State is expecting roughly 40 employees to return to work today in their Jefferson City offices. It comes amid a statewide stay-at-home order Jay Ashcroft says that order, quote, does not apply to all government business. An email obtained by St. Louis Public Radio says all employees who have an office are expected to return to work. Here are the numbers. There are roughly 4,100 COVID-19 cases in Missouri. More than 45,000 patients have been tested. State health officials report 110 deaths. In Illinois, officials report almost 21,000 positive results. Out of more than 100,000 tests, there have been 720 deaths. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson will examine the health disparities in St. Louis, which have been highlighted during the pandemic. As we mentioned, Governor J.B. Pritzker says COVID-19 cases in Illinois might be peaking. Sean Crawford explains. Pritzker says the state has ramped up the number of tests administered for the disease, but the percentage showing as positive has remained about the same. I've spoken before about a stabilizing or a bending of the curve, and today is one more piece of evidence that it may indeed be happening. the governor says he's cautiously optimistic, he says it's too soon to make predictions, such as when some restrictions on non-essential businesses might be lifted. His stay-at-home order remains in effect until the end of the month. He says he does not want to make changes that would lead to a large spike in cases. The governor announced Illinois has gone past the 20,000 mark in total cases, with 720 deaths since the pandemic began. I'm Sean Crawford. Missouri officials say an updated computer system is needed before unemployment insurance checks can be sent to some who have filed claims. The federal government has relaxed rules during the outbreak, making independent contractors and people who are self-employed eligible. But officials say the state may have denied people benefits prematurely as the Department of Labor struggles to deal with a surge in applications. Dan Glazier is with Legal Services of Eastern Missouri. He says people need to be persistent about their applications. Do not try once, get voided, and then say, well, I guess I don't qualify, or I guess it's not going to work for me. His organization is training staff to offer help with unemployment applications in the coming weeks. Non-nursing hospital workers have less day-to-day contact with COVID-19 patients than doctors, But some are still worried about exposure to the coronavirus. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, that's why SEIU Healthcare Missouri is pushing for hazard pay for its union members. Caprice Nevels has worked at St. Louis
1: University Hospital as a care partner for the last 15 years. She also works closely with her union, SCIU Healthcare Missouri. She says the union is pushing for hazard pay for about 500 non-nursing employees at her hospital, as well as others across the state. We're putting our lives on the line out there, and these big corporations are making millions. Protect the people. Neville says she's in a tough position. She loves her job, but she's also worried about potentially spreading the coronavirus to her partner, who was autoimmune compromised. In a statement, St. Louis University Hospital did not address hazard pay, but it said employees have the safety equipment they need. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Missouri University of Science and Technology researchers believe analyzing Twitter may help the nation better deal with coronavirus. The team is running a program that analyzes millions of tweets to see when and where people started taking the pandemic seriously. Computer science professor Sanjay Madria says at the beginning of March, many were tweeting from multiple states. And then we have analyzed like weekly and we see that this has helped and the number of cases uh, basically have gone down in many different states because people were less traveling. Madria says the analysis also shows people becoming more anxious as the virus spread. He plans to work with psychologists to publish the findings to help public health officials. (music) St. Louis officials report 19 city residents have died of COVID-19. At least 13 were African-American. That includes Jasmine Dixon, a black woman who was the first resident of St. Louis to die from the disease. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports on the disparity.
1: When the novel coronavirus began to rapidly spread across the country, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention warned people who traveled abroad, the elderly, and people with chronic illnesses to take precautionary measures because they were at greater risk for infection. I was really concerned And I was really adamant because a lot of the residents that live in North St. Louis have issues already medically. That's Pam Boyd. She's the alderwoman for the 27th Ward. She was one of the first elected officials to push the coronavirus testing in North St. Louis even before the pandemic became deadly in the city. She says the predominantly black neighborhoods in the city disproportionately trails other areas in the region when it comes to testing because of the lack of adequate medical infrastructure. We were already behind the eight ball before this hit because of the uh, not having the services in North St. Louis as we needed in the beginning. And when this hit, then it made it worse. Boyd says on the weekly Board of Aldermen conference calls, she begged city officials for testing sites and supplies to enter North St. Louis because its residents do not have access to a major hospital if they become symptomatic. Many lack primary care physicians. North St. Louis is home to some of the city's highest disease rates. Health administrators in the area say they treat high numbers of patients with diabetes, hypertension, various types of cancer, asthma, and heart disease. All these conditions make a person vulnerable to COVID-19. For primary care services, North St. Louis residents rely on federally qualified health centers. Two of the three, Affinia Healthcare and Care STL Health, are now testing centers. But they started testing patients for coronavirus two weeks after the region received its first testing site. When I read about testing uh, on, in the South St. Louis and uh, South County uh, and even North County, People did not even realize they missed North St. Louis. And it was very painful to know that they missed a community. That's CARE STL Health's Chief Executive Officer, Angela Claybon. She says being weeks behind in testing makes it hard for health officials in North St. Louis to contain the virus in their area. We're already at risk for being impacted more than other races by chronic disease, diabetes, high blood pressure. Everybody knows that. And so that's why this is such a crisis. Claybon says fighting against the pandemic is her priority now, but people in North St. Louis are fighting other problems as well. I mean, we're in the middle of COVID-19, but we're still fighting the opiate epidemic. We're still fighting the crack epidemic. Let's just, it has not disappeared. Homelessness is also another social issue Claybon says is plaguing her community. And she's concerned about the population because people who are unhoused cannot practice social distancing. The city started releasing COVID-19 cases by zip code in early April. The zip code 63115 had more than 70 cases, the highest number in the city. John Collins Muhammad is the alderman of the 21st Ward. He says this crisis did not just expose the health disparities that already existed in the zip code he represents, 63115, but it also unmasked the years of other inequities the community has endured. Though many North St. Louis leaders believe city officials left their communities out of the COVID 19 plan, the city's health director, Dr. Fred Eccles, says that is not the case because resources are scarce for the entire city.
0: Mm-hmm know that conditions or um, illnesses are introduced into a community, um, when it makes its way to those communities that are um, economically disenfranchised, at high levels of poverty, the health outcomes are typically worse. And so we wanted to make sure that we um, did, our, did our best to provide equitable access to COVID-19 testing.
1: Eccles says that equitable access was divided between Affinity and CARE STL, and his department is working to add more locations. However, after a week of testing, CARE STL's CEO was advised to scale back because the city does not have enough kits to give the center. CARE STL's first batch of testing kits were donated by local health systems. The city agreed to send 2,500 kits, but Claiborne has only seen 1,000 of those. CARE STL Health has two testing sites in North St. Louis, both in jeopardy without additional testing kits. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our Holly Edgel edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.